Welcome to episode 82 of the Mayberry Devotional, entitled, Don't. Today I'll be looking at season 3, episode 15 of the Andy Griffith show, Barney and the Governor, and I'll be looking at scripture from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. As the episode starts, we see a few of the older gentlemen in town sitting outside the post office. Barney walks by, and we see one of them throw a gum wrapper on the ground. Barney notices it, and gives them all a lecture about littering, and makes them pick up the paper. As Barney leaves, we see a vehicle pull up in front of the post office, right in front of the no parking sign, and we end up finding out that the car belongs to the governor. The guys decide to pull one over on Barney and point out that the car is parked right in front of the sign, to which Barney quickly writes out a parking ticket. Barney thinks he's done well, but the driver of the vehicle comes out and informs Barney that it's the governor's car, and he gets a little nervous because he can see the guys have played a trick on him, but... We see that Barney doesn't back down, and he writes out a ticket anyway. When Barney tells Andy that he wrote a ticket for the governor's car, Andy seems a little concerned, but the problem comes when the mayor comes in. The mayor jumps all over Andy and Barney and insists that Andy calls the governor and apologize. Barney has to leave to tend to his duties at the school crossing, and that's when we see Andy tell the mayor that he's not going to call the governor, and he tells the mayor that if he wants to, then he can make the phone call. The mayor lets Andy know that things will be okay once he explains to the governor everything that's going on. You know, after all, he knows the governor well. Once the mayor gets hold of the governor, it appears that the governor doesn't know the mayor as well as well as, well as he thinks he does. Once Andy starts talking to the governor, the governor explains that what Barney done was commendable. He even states that he'll be in Mayberry later in the day and wants to stop and shake Barney's hand for what he done. Later, we see Barney returning to an empty courthouse, and Otis comes in to lock himself up, but not before distracting Barney long enough to fill the water cooler with the rest of his alcohol. The phone rings, and we see the mayor is calling about the upcoming visit of the governor to see Barney, of which, of course, Barney doesn't have a clue about. When Barney hears the news, he immediately thinks the mayor is coming down to yell at him, and so is the governor. Barney starts panicking and decides that he needs a drink of water to calm himself, but he doesn't realize that Otis has added some spirits to the water cooler. So the more he drinks, well, of course, the more he gets soused. When Andy comes in, he finds Barney in the back room, inebriated. Andy tells Barney how the governor is coming to visit him to shake his hand, but it takes a bit for Barney to understand. Andy then makes the decision to take Barney to his house to try to sober him up quickly. After struggling with Barney for a few minutes, we see that Andy is finally able to get him into his house. Meanwhile, back at the courthouse, the mayor stops by to wait for the governor, and he gets thirsty and decides he wants some water also. Otis stands by and watches as the mayor takes drink after drink from the water cooler. Back at Andy's house, we learn that Barney has had a few showers and is drinking some hot coffee when Andy and Barney figure out that it was Otis that spiked the cooler. Andy and Barney finally make it back to the courthouse, and we see the governor is already there waiting for them. The governor says some encouraging words to Barney, shakes his hand, and in the end, tells Barney to keep up the good work. It's only after the governor leaves that Andy realizes the mayor isn't around. Otis points out that the mayor is in the back room, and of course, we see that he's been taken of the high-test water cooler himself. In the epilogue, we see Andy is chewing out Otis for spiking the water cooler, before he goes back into the cell, Otis asks for some water, hoping that there might be some left over, but finds out that Andy and Barney have replaced it with good old spring water, which 
ruins Otis's weekend lockup. The scripture I want to look at today comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. As Paul is writing to the Ephesians, he's writing about some of the beliefs that the Christians at Ephesus should have. Here he writes that their salvation comes through faith, not by works. The idea of works was a stumbling block for believers in different churches. But Paul is writing that salvation was a free gift of God. It wasn't something that could be earned by doing works. It was something that was given freely to all who would accept it, and it could not be earned. In fact, we read many places in the Bible where we are not to boast, and James even writes in his letter that boasting is evil. Now let's move on to today's episode. I want to use Mayor Stoner, Roy Stoner, S-T-O-N-E-R, Stoner, for my example. When he becomes insistent that Andy calls the governor and apologizes, he brags and boasts that he will make things well because he knows the governor. He makes it appear that he and the governor are on a first-name basis. You know, Roy Stoner, S-T-O-N-E-R, Stoner. It becomes painfully obvious that while the mayor might know the governor's name, Ed, the governor sure doesn't seem to know who Roy Stoner is. The mayor boasts to Andy how he was able to fix things on account of how he knows the governor, but in the end, we see his boasting is really just an embarrassment. In the end, we find out the governor is coming to shake Barney's hand to thank him for doing his job. Andy does get to poke fun at the mayor a bit when he says that he can't imagine how bad it would have been if the mayor wasn't such good friends with the governor. So this leads me to a question. Is all boasting evil? I'll answer that with, well, it depends on what you're boasting about. I said earlier that James wrote about boasting being evil, but James was referring to the boasting of our arrogance. That's from James 4.16. Paul says that we're not to boast in our works that that it leads to salvation. That's in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 9. Solomon wrote in Proverbs that we're to let others praise us. Proverbs 27 2. Paul writes to the Corinthians that if we are to boast, let it be in the things that show our weakness. That's in 2 Corinthians 11.30. We know that it's better for us to be humble than it is for us to boast. There's a story of a preacher who was voted the most humble preacher in his town. The town presented him with a pin that he wore the next Sunday. When the townspeople saw that he proudly wore his pin that said most humble preacher, well, they took it away from him. Now, I'm not going to say that all boasting is bad. After all, without a little boasting, then most of us probably wouldn't have found a spouse. Let's be honest, most of us had to build ourselves up before we got married, didn't we? And I think that we all boast in the fact that the Andy Griffith Show fans are some of the best fans out there. Or at least, I think we are. Paul writes about those who boast of their own works. Those that think they don't need Christ's gift of salvation. Those that earn their salvation. In the theological world, we refer to this as self-righteous. In the book of Matthew, we see that Christ calls these people workers of iniquity. And he says that he will end up telling them, depart from me. That's Matthew chapter 7, verse 23. Salvation is a free and perfect gift. It was paid for by Christ, who died on the cross of Calvary for our sins. We don't have to do any works to receive it. God's own word tells us that all we need to do is believe in Christ Jesus as our Savior. When we believe, the only boasting we will be doing is boasting of what God has done for us. The mayor kept boasting to Andy of how how well he knew the governor. 
But we see in the end that his boasting did not do any good. His bragging and boasting actually put him to shame in the end. How about our boasting? Do we boast on ourselves? We might be able to say that sometimes it is okay to boast on ourselves. I'm not going to say it's completely wrong. But before we do, let's make sure why we're doing it. I don't want to boast on myself and end up like Mayor Stoner did. You know, Stoner. S-T-O-N-E-R. Stoner. Let us guard our words wisely so that the boasting we might be doing won't seem arrogant. There's a fine line to know when we can boast and not be arrogant about it, and when we should just not boast at all. If you have to ask yourself whether or not your boasting will make you sound arrogant, let me give you a piece of advice. Don't do it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Mary Devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. I hope you join me next week as we'll look at episode 16 of season 3, Man in a Hurry. And until then, thanks for listening.